Hey y'all, welcome back to season two of Yeah But Are You Listening? I'm Ovi and I'm glad you've tuned into this journey. I've created this space to push you to be authentic, to be transparent, and to do it scared. Let's get to it. before we even get into any of that I thank you so much for like yes, not ma'am. calling Quay and being like uh your cousin's crazy your cousin's crazy and I said yes but I really meant no life happens and if it wouldn't have been you this time it would have been me every other time that's okay that's okay I'm okay with it being somebody else so it's funny because one of my um one of my one of my best friends we, before the pandemic and like the world was open, right? We would talk every day. We still talk a lot, but not every day. And I would talk to her on like a Monday. And then by like Tuesday afternoon, if I hadn't talked to her all day because of work or whatever, I'd be like, let me tell you. And she's like, I just talked to you yesterday. I'm yeah, like, did you know how fast that happens? She's yeah. like, it stays coming at you fast. So yeah. 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 That's your girl. So it's okay. That's me and Weezy. That's me and Weezy. That's me. Very glad to see you. How are you? Let's just start with that. How are you? Better now. <laughs> you know what? Let's not start there. Let, I, I changed my mind. Okay. Before we start there, how about before how are you? How about who are you? How about that? Let's start with the who are you? It oh can be God. real basic. Like name, where are you from? Real basic, like real basic for people that are listening that don't know. And me, because it's a lot that I don't know. So there's that. Okay, 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 okay. My name is Natalia. I'm going to leave my last name off for now because, you know, you don't know me. You know, because people crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I curse? I Please say yes, because it's going to be real tricky if I can't. I want you to be authentic. <laughs> and whatever that means. I want you to be authentic. If it means I have to like flag this as a, <laughs> then I'll just flag it. Oh, oh God. Do you not normally have to do that? Sometimes. This is season two. We doing, we changing the game. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Fucking men. All right, let's do this. All right. So let's do it. Okay. So my name is Natalia. I'm a Scorpio. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, my name is Natalia. Uh-huh. Um, thirty-seven year old woman from the South Bronx, BX yes. all day. Okay. First generation American. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, what does that mean? I mean, what was the generation before you? Was what? So D- Dominican immigrants. Okay. So we yes, I have two that. sisters. They were also um born in the Dominican Republic. So I am first, like I am the Americana. Like that's how I'm looked at, but mm-hmm. it's all good. Okay. Can um, you pull my hair out? Is that what that means? No, that's not okay. I, I can definitely take you to the spots. I can take you to the spots. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm blessed because people see my blowouts and they be like, oh my God, where do you go? I'm like, I stay in my motherfucking bed because I have all Dominican home attendants and they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 
So all right, you know. all right, I'm I'm here for a pass. You know, people that's like schooling for them there. You know, they just everybody knows how to do a sick blowout, and most of my home attendants are Dominican immigrants. So I try. Well, you know them. what's crazy about that is that like I in my mind want a Dominican blowout, but I've heard that like if you have natural hair and you want to keep it, like not keep it like they'll take it out, but keep it like once they do it, your hair is not going. It's not going to be curly. Like it's gonna be blowed out. Like that's it. You're gonna get it blown out and they're gonna blow the curl smooth out. So I've been a little nervous. I mean, they do pull very hard. But mm-hmm. then for me, I look at like when I see like in black salons when they do it and they use flat irons, I'm like, doesn't that kill curls? You know what? You might have a, I don't know. I'm gonna have to get somebody to come on here that does hair. Ah, Cause your girl, your girl don't do your girl don't do much. Cause I'm always mystified. I always I'm like, damn, that should be looking silky but i'm like that them flat irons have to kill the girls hard too it's a possibility it's a possibility so i don't know okay sorry we i got off track all right so first generation american yes all right and what else what do you do you work i so i grew up in the south bronx um uh uh right uh uh studied culinary nutrition okay um that's where I met Weezy, your cousin. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm going to tell you. So again, I got to pause. So i tell you what's so funny. Do you, I know you're on Instagram. Do you see the guy that like talks to the little kids? And he's like, are you smart? No. <laughs> okay. I'll have to send it to you. So there's this guy and he's like, Jabria, are you smart? I, matter of fact, before we get off of this, I'll pull it up. And whenever somebody, and she's always like, yes. And so that is always where it takes me. And then at the, she gives some ridiculous answer, right? And he'll be like, good job, good job. And so that's always, I, I'm going to say, don't worry, don't worry. Before we're done, I'm going to send it to you. Um, because that's what I always think about when I'm like, yes, he has, he has kind of changed the game for me. Okay. Anyway, so you went to college and you studied culinary, but what did you want to do? Because she does, well, I know Kayla Kyla does um, pastry and Quay does like private chefing. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of does it all. And then you wanted to do what? Well, you know, what's funny in hindsight. Now I realize because we both did culinary nutrition. So I got really into Okay. So when I was a young teen, I was very big. Like I was obese. I was an obese child. Really? Okay. so it just by chance in high school, I think like my second year of high school, I started going to a YMCA. Um, I met this trainer who was like an ex-Marine and I expressed interest in wanting to lose weight. And he was super, super serious guy. And he's like, I will take you on, but there's going to be no games played. And I started going every single day in this summer and I lost 60 pounds in one summer. I went back to school. It was like a, she's all that situation. Like what? You're going to tell me what? And then, uh, you know. Where is he? Yo, he was, he was, you know, at the time, I don't know, but his name is Joe. He fine, but he was a whole grown ass man at the time. And I wasn't, you know, in them feelings, but in hindsight, I'm like, Okay. Okay. All right. We don't have to go off. We don't have to go there right this. He was still wearing, rocking his camo. Like he was living the life. You know what I mean? Okay. 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 All right. Got it. Anyway. So, you know, I realized like, no, this is the life I want to live. Like, this is what I want. And, but then that was a whole summer of every day going to the gym with this 
crazy man. So, you know, I couldn't keep that up. And so I was using a lot of very unhealthy tactics to try and keep the weight off. And I think that, and I was, I was going to vocational school studying to be a lawyer at the time. You know, oh. I am a child of an immigrant. So it was like, you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a lawyer. And that's right. it. You exactly. know what I mean? This is the only two options. That, that, that's it. Like, I only got stethoscopes and books as toys as a kid. Like, that was it. <laughs> so, but it was like the last month of school and there was another girl there and we were all filling out our college applications and she was filling out applications for Johnson and Wells, the school that I ended up going to for like a recipe contest. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't know that was even an option. But I was always interested in cooking since I was a little girl. That was always an interest for me, but I didn't know it was an option as a career. So I ended up doing it and got in and I realized like I wanted to learn how to manipulate food and not let food manipulate me. Mm-hmm. So that was how I got into culinary nutrition. Ooh. Sorry, we're doing a little light. You just step in a club? What happened? Just hold on one second. I, I think, okay. Nope, up. Ooh, you got disco ball, strobe light, ring light. So what happens when oh. you have a fifteen-year-old? You can be like, "Can you hook me up, sis?" Just send a little yes. text. Be like, "Hey, you hook me up, sis?" Okay, okay. Sorry. You know, we're trying, to do, we're trying glory. to do video in in season two, so I'm trying. I'm learning. It's a woo, girl. This How many girl. episodes of season two are you in yet? Um, so I'm about to post number two tomorrow. So Wednesday, they always drop on Wednesdays. So I did the first one. Like I did the, hey, y'all, season two, welcome. Um, I post the, the second one is tomorrow. Um, the third one I actually recorded last weekend. And then this one will probably be, so two weeks out, two weeks from tomorrow. So I don't, this is not supposed to be about me, but I don't, um, so I know lots of people that do podcasts that like record like a season. And then every week they just post in content, right? I don't okay. do it that way for a couple of reasons. One, is for me that minimizes my opportunity to grow because like if I have recorded an entire season right and then let's say you listen and you're like Obi let me give you some feedback and your feedback is valid if oh, I right. recorded the whole season yeah I'd be like well that's what's up Nat um I'll get with you in like six weeks <laughs> right like like that's what's up let me give me about yeah, two yeah, three yeah. months and I'll put yeah. that part into play and so for me I'm like nah like I want to record them as I go yeah. And sometimes it's a little stressful, right? Because I got a other life that be happening. And so like stopping to record a podcast isn't always at the top of the list. Um, but I must say, like season two is kind of off to a kind of off to a really good start. I'm pretty excited. I bet it is. I bet it is. Right. And we, you know, we're taking some lessons. We moving forward. So, you know, we'll see. So yeah, so we are, this will be, and I've actually recorded one more. So we are. This will be like number four. Number, number five. Number okay. four. I think number four. That's dope, man. I believe it's going good places. Season one was dope enough, so I believe you. Listen. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a little later. Okay. So you apply because you want to be in this contest? Is that like, did you start because of the contest? Basically, I was like, oh, I, I, I'll cast a wide net. I'll throw that out there too and see what happens. I really I'll wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting anything. Okay. And then it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was just crazy. It, and it was, you know, I was going to CUNY and SUNY schools. Well, those are the state schools here. 
Okay. So it was, you know, we were going to be get it at a good rate. And this was private school, like the Johnson and Will school. So I really wasn't expecting anything. But, yeah. you know, my pops, he was like, whatever, I'll entertain this. And, and we went to the open houses and stuff in Miami at the time, too. Oh, Right. So it was definitely, you know, but I'm like, this ain't going to happen, but I'll get a trip to Miami. We went to the orientation and this is where my father learned how much like an executive chef can make. He, he's thinking, oh, you ain't going to be no damn fry cook. I, I was like, you ain't going to be no cook shit. and you ain't going to be nobody's maid. Right. I but then he learned like chef because he worked in a hotel all his life, you know, and he was pushing laundry carts around all his life. And he's looking at these cooks in the in the back and he's like, what is this? But then he learned what like the top people could make. And he's like, oh, we can make this happen. I can invest. We can do this. He was with it. Yeah. Was like, what? Yeah. So my first two years, I got my um, associates in Virginia, the culinary. And then that's when I went up to Rhode Island and got the bachelor's in culinary nutrition. And my interest was really like in vegetarian cuisine. I love doing like Asian okay. food. That's most of the places that I worked in wasn't that. Um, I love to travel. Me and Wheezy, where we became friends, was in Anguilla, working in the Caribbean at the Cuisinart Resort together. That was beautiful. You see me roll my eyes. Like those stories make me want to like, eh, like, eh, eh, throw up a little bit. You know, I know. I, know. I mean, I'm not going to hate because, you know, y'all family, but I, but you know. I know it was okay. beautiful. I can't okay, we're gonna have to talk about you don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Come on, Nat. Keep it moving. Keep but we wouldn't be here. You and me wouldn't be here for one of the fast. Yeah, so that's I mean, the beautiful right. thing that came of it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you school. Yeah. And so then- we finished and um worked for a couple of years. I didn't really get to work as a professional chef for a long time because then my accident happened. Right. I was working out in Philly, again, at a, a Asian kind of place. I worked at a Thai place in Philly and I had an accident. I was just driving in a car and a tree fell on my car, broke my neck instantly. So I became a quadriplegic. My injuries at um, my sixth and seventh vertebrae. Okay. So that rendered me a quadriplegic. That was 14 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, um, like I said, my family's from here and both of my parents lived in walk-ups and I was working out in Philly. My accident happened in Philly. Okay. I was living with another friend of mine that I went to culinary school with. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I had to come back to New York to be with my family, my support system, but I didn't have a place to live. So I was living in a nursing home for a couple of years. And you were and so, young. Yeah. I was 22, 23 at the time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I had to live there for a while until I could find my own place. Mm-hmm. And um, then I did, thankfully. And um, I kind of got reacclimated and stuff. It took me. Well, wait, you can't like skate. Like, we're going to, okay, so we'll get okay. to reacclimated, but we have to go back. Like, okay. because you have to remember the only stories about the accident I've ever heard were from Quay. Okay. You know, from like the. My best friend, you know, I get a call and there's a tree on her car. Like, you know, um, so I don't, I mean, so when I, so I got my first car when I was 16, right? And I was a crash dummy. I mean, I didn't have no, inter- no interactions with no trees, but yeah. I definitely yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to just pull right out. That's okay. Like, I'm going yeah. to just skirt right out in the street. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so I had two or three wrecks yeah. in my first like in my first car and the second one I think um I was in the car with my boyfriend actually Michael's dad I was in the car with him at the time and we were I don't know where we were going child but we were 
turning like left across. The, so it was like two lanes, a middle lane, two lanes, right? So I pull out into the middle lane, right? I cross the two lanes and pull out into the middle lane and I'm waiting to be able to merge. And the lady is like coming down the hill and she just hits us. And I'm like, well, I don't, I thought I was. And the cop is like, so you can't just be chilling in the middle lane. Like that's, you're at fault. Take this good right. ticket. Um, right. But like the airbag deployed and it was, oh, and wow. I am not at all like comparing this. This is just my level of like, no, crazy, no, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the airbags deployed and like, um, because we were sitting still, it was, and it's funny because we were sitting still and I was looking at him to ask if he was okay. And then the airbag deployed. So it looked like straight down the middle of my face, like one side, it was like, um, oh, what's that? What's that? Um, uh, the Phantom of the Opera, we had that mask on. It was exactly like that because, because my other side, because my face was turned, like the right side of my face was fine. The left side of my face was swollen probably four or five times its size. Oh my God. It was really, I mean, straight down the middle. I like it busted the blood vessels in my eye. I had to go to the hospital. So like for me, that was top 10 scary. And I haven't had to be cut out. Like it wasn't any of that. So like how, in terms of the accident, like how much of that do you remember? Was it a storm? Like did the tree just fall out of the sky? Uh, uh, well, you know, that was, cra it's crazy that you say that because I was, like the couple years before that I, I had only been driving for like two years before that I was definitely a new driver those two years like I learned in the car like I got you know you know it's the same story I got my license and they just got me a car and I my, my daddy actually worked at the driving school so he just gave me the damn thing I didn't know what street signs meant it was he crazy like, it out it was crazy it was crazy I, I did all the wrong things for real and I got like into two accidents in that car but light work like I skidded on the side or something nothing crazy I didn't hurt right. myself right now in this thing this is the crazy part about this thing this was not even in my car at this time like I said I had just moved out to Philly with a friend of mine so we were living in a place together and we shared her car so like on her day to work I would drive her to work and then okay. take the car and on my day same thing and and the other crazy part, my godson, who's like my heart, um, he was three at the time. Mm -hmm. And so every day when she, whenever she would work, I would have him. And in what, in like three months or something that I was there, this was the first day that I did not have that boy with me in that backseat. This was the first time because I had an appointment with her that day. So we left him with her mom. First oh, time. Wow. He would have been in that backseat. So I just give thanks for that all the time. Yes. So she worked at like this old country buffet in like a strip mall. I dropped her off at work. Cause I mean, that's what it was. So yeah, we cooking. Yeah, we was, we was coming up, we was on the come up. So um, she was working there at this strip mall and it was raining and I was still a nervous driver at the time. And I was like, I'm not gonna drive in this rain. I sat in this parking lot for three hours waiting for the rain to clear, okay? Really? dead ass so when i pull out of the lot i literally just pull out and make the turn of the lot now this is on a street called cheltenham and they have all these sweetheart trees you know the ones that kind of kiss and leave yeah yeah so i couldn't have known that the tree was falling right and i was just sitting at a light and the tree just fell what i ended up learning subsequently is that this was a tree that was in front of like this homeowner this place at this guy's home 
and the roots of the tree were getting like really, really high. And so the, the concrete was lifting up. So he, you know, commissioned somebody to come and cut the roots of the tree and re-cement. But this guy cut the roots and I guess decided he was going to come back on some other month. Right. He's like, I'm going to just, I'll be back. I mean, I got you. I'm not going to finish the whole job today. Just don't worry about it. It'll be good. So do you Hello. do them? Hello. Listen. Okay, listen. I'm sorry. We ain't got that far. Okay, go back. Go back. So he, okay, go back to the tree. Sorry. Sorry. You see how quick I went to like, we gonna get paid though? Like, okay, I'm sorry. You. I, I know. I know. You. But in that moment, in that moment, I was, I was looking out for my friend and I forgot you. he wasn't to that part of the story. So he had cut the roots. Now, like I told you, it was storming. So now this is soggy soil with right. cut roots. Right. You understand? So that's why the damn tree fell. Okay. Okay. You ready? All right. Tree falls. You ready? No, I don't think so. But I'm but you're not. You ain't I'm ready. Not, I'm you not. Ready. Sign the papers. You ain't ready. Okay. The homeowner, we sued the homeowner. He has insurance. We sued the homeowner. And this happened in July, I think. So I think the lawsuit started happening like in September or something okay. like that. So um the homeowner up and dies in October. Okay, there's that. Um, <clears throat> tried to sue the, close your mouth, Obi. Close your mouth, something could fly in there. Okay, right. So then we tried to sue the guy who did the work and he was not insured. So couldn't shoot his insurance. And he put all of his assets in his wife's name. And for some reason, you can't take that money. You cannot. Okay. Um, so then, um, apparently there's like, you know, the state, there's like a, a per, there's people who by law, they're supposed to go around and check the trees on the city. They're supposed to check that all of that is being done or whatever. And so if they're negligent on that, you can sue the city or whatever. And okay. okay. That's beautiful. Yo, oh, okay. All right. Listen, I got a judgment of millions on that girl I was a fucking millionaire. Okay, but the city, of course, they prepare for this. So they have a cap, right? Okay, that's fine. I'll take your little 50 Gs. That's fine. I will take that. That's great. Guess what? <laughs> right. So for the six months that I was in rehab in Philadelphia, getting that state Medicaid, that state insurance. <laughs> give me that. Give me that. Give me, give me, give me. That was the worst experience of my life. I wish I never would have, I felt raped. I wish I never would have went to court. It was like they were dangling cash in front of me. And it was like. So we was, got to get, we sue, we, we get, we, we, we get nothing. I was raped. I was completely raped. I was completely raped. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. Okay. It was awful. All right. So, awful. all right. So about the, a little bit about the accident. So you, um, so anyway, so I pulled out like, um, and I'm sitting there, um, the tree hits and I, I think I might've just the impact of the tree might've hit me for a moment, but I, I was, I, I don't think I got, I was unconscious at all really. And I might've woken up. I think I, I just felt the impact of the tree. Right. So I'm up and I'm like this. Well, I don't know if people can see me, but I, I, the roof of the car is now in front of me okay. because the tree is now sitting on my lap. Right. And my, my hands were already like this with my fingers like pulled up. 
but I didn't realize that it was because of the paralysis. I thought it was because the roof was pinning them down. Right. My head is like being pinned down by the roof and the seat had been knocked back. Right. Okay. Wait a minute. This was a massive, it was a very, very, it was a very large industry. And so at this point, like people are all surrounding it or whatever. And I, I distinctly remember like seeing a guy and I'm like, yo, just like open the door, like help me out. This guy was like, I'm not touching you. Like <laughs> I was stupid offended. Right. Cause I didn't understand the gravity. He was like, I don't understand. I just, if I could open the door, I'd get out myself. If you right. open the door, let me out. Right. Like what's going on? And then I'm hearing other people like, is she dead? Like it was bad. It was like, I'm not, I can hear you. I, you just open the door. You just. And my dad, I'm talking to you, stupid. What you mean? I'm talking to you. Okay. So whatever. I, it felt like I was waiting hours. And eventually, like, the fire department gets there. And they have to use, like, the jaws of life yeah. to open the car. But I rem- I do remember a funny thing. One of the firemen gets in there. And he automatically, like, he instantly, like, comes in and just starts, like, holding my head up or whatever. And he's asking me, like, are you okay? Is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. How are my teeth? Because I felt like I got hit in the face and I didn't know. I'm just like, is my fate? How is this? He's like, I mean, I mean, your teeth are good, but the, we gon' this don't need some work. <laughs> and the rest of this don't, the rest of this might be a little you. bit of a challenge, but the teeth are good. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he realized like, oh, she didn't get the memo. Like, <laughs> She's del- she delirious. Okay. Uh, All right. That's cool. Just let me hold your head up. Don't worry. We don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay so they start pulling me out of the car and i remember they were like lifting me out of the car and i saw you know you know old country buffets the the sign is like neon red and i saw it and i realized where i was i was like oh and i started calling like nita i start calling nita and then i hear nita right here like shut up bitch i'm right here Which I was so grateful for because she was there when I got there. She was there, you know, like, you know, and I'm in in the hospital in the ER. She was there. She was able to call everybody. Like she was there. I was never alone. That was a huge, but she was there and her son and my godson were not, you know? Right, right, right. So the people that needed to be there were, and the people that shouldn't have been were not. That was huge you know and she immediately called my boyfriend at the time and he immediately got in the way went and swooped up my mom and sister they drove overnight were there by morning you know like everything just went down you know and even like people that didn't need to be there you know like wheezy it's okay but everyone quay is wheezy wheezy is quay (laughs) at the time at the time the culture was easy fine and everything. So she's Shaq Quay. I used to call her Shaq Queasy. So I just cut it down a week. Now that's what you get. That's who she is forever. That's it. And so Weezy, um, you know, we worked those couple months in um, Anguilla together and we we did become very, very tight, which she wasn't expecting because she thought I was a hot mess. And she's very, you know, you know how Weezy is. She's the complete opposite. But she was working oh, a couple no, no, no. She's also a hot mess. She just doesn't feel no, no, she, she holds it down. Thank you, Ovi. Thank you. <laughs> just, I appreciate you, she sis. She is just not Front Street hot mess. But let's Girl. 
Talk about it. Okay. I, I hope you hear this loud and clear, Wheezy. <laughs> we know about you. Everybody okay. knows. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm going to send it to her and be like, so. Just cut this little <laughs> snippet out. Cut so. this snippet out and post it. Yo, <laughs> send that shit on. Not to worry. I got you. I got your back. Got yes, you back. Lord. So I don't, I, you're oh 22, 23. Like you've just been, you've just been landed on by a tree. Yeah. Um, you are in the, like, at what, do you remember when they told you, like, did you immediately know? So, so let me, so let me preface my questions with like, I don't know anyone intimately. I've only known one other person intimately in the same like medical condition. Right. And I'm not even sure what the proper. So I'm not even sure what the proper term is for mm-hmm. it not to be offensive. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I was in an interview, um, I was doing an interview the other day and I was on a panel and this gentleman, the gentleman that was interviewing, we were talking about diversity and he kept referring to this guy he used to work with as a paraplegic. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't offended, but another person on the panel who does, who apparently works heavily with like disabled people was like I didn't like his terminology and I'm like why and in my mind I was like what are you supposed to call him if he can't use his phone like I don't I don't know and so you know so so my preface with that number one is like which you know me so you know it's not intended to be offensive at all but also I want to use this as an opportunity for you to like educate people on what is offensive what's not offensive like you know it's kind of like when you talk to people like homosexual people or the, you know, the gay community and, you know, some people are like, call me this. Some people are like, call me, even with black, like you call somebody black and they'd be like, I'm African-American. Like, well, right. Right. Well, when did black become offensive? I don't really know. So anyway, so that's also part of my hope is to use this to educate people that are listening on like, this is, this is what's appropriate. Right. Cause I don't even know. Um, but, and the guy that I know um I knew him when I was younger he was like the uncle of a boy of a guy a boy he was a boy at the time but anyway he was the uncle of a boy I dated um and I think he had gotten paralyzed in like a like a um like they were flipping off of a tree you know I, well, I don't really know if y'all y'all even have trees in New York you know here there are trees everywhere but anyway yeah y'all don't have trees but like got the one in Rockefeller Center y'all got that one tree right so here yeah. there are trees like the big ones, ones. The regular old big enough and they would put like this mattress in front of the trees and guys would like flip off the trees uh, and that on the mattress and I think he landed wrong and, you know oh uh, yeah um but that was like but of course I was 13 14 when I knew him I wasn't asking questions about his accident right yeah so um so, and then the only other, Lana is a, um, is a pretty soft, my youngest daughter is a pretty soft soul. So she regularly has me in here watching movies where some girl fell off a horse and the rest of her story is how she came back from the dirt and they taped her to the horse. Uh, okay. So like, though, no, right? Uh, yeah. The only experiences I have. So, yeah. um, and understand that like, this is only a piece. Like we can already move into the other stuff in just a minute because I have some other questions. Um, but like, do you remember at what point you realized that like things were different, you know, or that like the use of your legs was, was back at the car with the tree? Like, did they tell you or was that like, don't um, laugh, Ned. No, no, so funny you said it was funny though. Okay. No, no. Um, well, the, the, the interesting thing is 
I don't remember a point when they told me that I wasn't gonna walk again or that I was paralyzed. I don't remember that because the all those all beginning months um, were all just a blur. And I, I know, you know, I learned, I work with a lot of people who are newly injured, and a lot of them would concur. Uh, they share that sentiment. But Anita told me that during that ride in the ambulance to the hospital she says that i said to her yo if i'm a vegetable kill me off pull the plug she says that traumatized her thoroughly yeah and i don't remember saying that i don't remember knowing i was paralyzed at the time i don't remember that and so no i don't i don't remember a point when they told me that other people tell me that the doctors told them then early at icu yeah but all that time you know, it was, you know, it was fucked up, you know. Uh, yes, yes, it was. You know, Weezy <laughs> told me that when she got, you know, so they had to stabilize um, my neck, you know, because they had um, my vertebrae, my sixth and seventh vertebrae is what broke in my neck. And it was a, it's a complete burst fracture. Okay. So what happens is sometimes, um, so what I have specifically is a spinal cord injury, right? My spinal cord, my vertebrae is broken. And um, there are a variety of injuries. So sometimes you'll see people with different levels of function. Some people, right. you know, different parts of your body could work. You could walk a little bit. You'll still have bowel and bladder functions. You'll have different amount of feeling. Um, your hands might still function. So like you said, the person was saying on the call that um, they're a paraplegic. Mm -hmm. If you call me a paraplegic, it's lit because I'm a quadriplegic, right? Okay. I, I'm going to explain that to you. So Okay. You see, because I was like, well, I Okay. Yeah, I got you, boo. I got you. I got you. I got you. So in terms of spinal cord injuries, okay, right, it ranges. So I'm injured at the neck. My injury is higher, right? Okay. More of my body is affected. Quad. All four of my limbs are affected. That's why okay. my hands are impaired. But now does that mean, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like you still have use of your arms. I have use. I'm sorry, I'm explaining. So the, so if you think about the entire vertebrae, Mm -hmm. A paraplegic, it starts from, let's say the middle of your body, the thoracic spine and lower, the thoracic and the lumbar spine, the middle of your body down, Okay. Power, two limbs, only you, from what you see outwardly, your ah, limbs are affected. Okay. But it also affects your bladder function, bowel function, your sexual organs, uh, okay. sensation, okay. nerve pain, things like that. All of those things are affected. Mm -hmm. When it goes higher than the thoracic to so your cervical spine, which was your neck, then your arms can be affected, your hands can be affected. When it goes, so I'm at the sixth and seventh level of okay. the cervical spine, but it could go all the way up to your third, fourth, second. At that point, see, now only my hands are impaired. At that point, your arms would be impaired. Those are people that are paralyzed and only they're like- head Like Superman. Like Christopher Reeve. Exactly. Yes, that's so he's a high level. <laughs> yes, he named That's his actual name, yes. <laughs> I was one role at one point in his life. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and you know what's funny people, do you know what Christopher Reeve died of? Didn't he fall no. off a horse? No. No, that's not, that's what caused him to be paralyzed. Oh, well, see, I was like, I was, I was. You're there, you're, you're getting there. All right, okay. Yeah. The horse that's what caused, not the end, I got that's, it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, most people don't know. That's what caused his spinal cord injury. That's what broke his spine and caused okay. him to be a high level quadriplegic. Okay. 
Okay. What killed Christopher Reeve is a bed sore, right? So a lot of the time when people are paralyzed, right, you, you suffer from muscle wasting. So you see how you lot of see a lot of people paralyzed that like their legs are a little slimmer and stuff yeah. like that. You yeah. lose circulation. It's not just that your legs don't move. It's that your, your bodily functioning starts to either slow or not function at all. So you'll, you'll lose functioning of your, your bladder normally, of your bowels, your muscles will start to waste away. Circulation mm-hmm. is lessened. So you don't have blood running to your muscles as they should. So a lot of people where you have bony prominences, mm-hmm. so like wherever bones poke out. So a lot of people get ankle sores, right? Cause your right. muscles aren't there anymore protecting you. You don't have fat there protecting it anymore. Right. And most especially like at the bottom of your butt on your tailbone, a lot of people have sores there on the hips, you get mm-hmm. them. So if people don't tend to themselves well, right yeah you start to get a hole there and it's okay. very hard to heal because your muscle yeah. isn't going to regrow right but somebody like christopher reeve he wasn't trying to hear oh you need to lay on your side for a couple months and let that heal he has shit to do right because exactly. i remember i do remember him be hearing stories of him being like there's technology i'm gonna get to walk i remember that i remember them like seeing video of him like in this apparatus that yeah. was, you know, and he was like, nah, they said I could walk again. They can regenerate this, da, 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 da. And yeah, like, and God bless him. He's done so much for the community. I mean, Christopher right. Reeves has, and, and his foundation continues to do so. His foundation has directly benefited me, myself. And you know what I'm saying? God bless him. But yeah. he didn't take, I'm not saying he didn't take it. I'm just saying, right. He died of a bedsore that was not taken care of because it, it, it gets infected. It can cause gangrene. Yeah. So many people die of that. But little things like that, right? So to answer one of your questions, right, how to refer to somebody that you see that's that's outwardly physically disabled, Mm -hmm. right? Some people are okay with just saying, okay, this person's disabled, right? Like I say, you look at me, you might, there's somebody that might be a paraplegic, a quadriplegic, might have MS, might have multiple sclerosis. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I think the safest thing is to be like, oh, a wheelchair user. If you see them using a wheelchair, this person is a wheelchair user. Cause they might not even like you saying disabled. I don't know. I don't care, but it ain't me. You know what I mean? Right. So I think safe is a wheelchair user. I know this person that's a wheelchair user. I think disabled is safe. Okay. I now nowadays people don't even like to say disabled person, but a person with a disability. Yes. Girl. I know. We don't have to go down that line. That, like not that saying colored person, but a person of color. You'd be like, listen, not white. <laughs> Just say, I know Susie. That's it. That's Her name's it. Susie. Susie with the green eyes. Do you know Susie with the green eyes? The girl with the red hair. Like, you know. Oh, um, that like, don't act I like you don't like see me. Questions, like, some follow-up <laughs> questions to that. But like, before we even get to that, because that's a much lighter, maybe, maybe it's a much lighter conversation. Um, mental health-wise, like, how did you and do you deal with and like cope with life being different, right? Because I'm sure life is different um, with, you know, the thought that like you might would be, would be, or could be doing something else. Right. And then like, like the, the, not really the stigma, but like, I guess the stigma, like around 
because one of the things I want to talk to you about is dating, right? So like the, the stigma from that you might get from other people, like, oh, she's disabled, like she can't, da 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 Or now what I do know for the people that don't know, like Nat is lit, like you do. I talk to Quay and she'll be like, well, she's blah, 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 blah. Or I see your photos and I'm like, well, hot damn, she traveled more than me. And like, I, I could just get there. She is like, I'm out. I'm just, I'm out. I'm going over here to this country over here. Like, how do you manage from a mental health standpoint? Because like, you know, one of, one of the things that, that I am reminded of is that, you know, somebody always has it different, like not, not even worse. Like, I'm not even saying that one thing is worse than the other. Right. Cause when you're in it, it's all shit. Like when you're in it, it's all bad. Yes. But, Amen. you know, at the end of the day, one person struggle, everybody has their own and, and one struggle might be equal, but like somebody always has a difference. So while I'm complaining because I'm tired and I don't want to, you know, I got to run back down the stairs to get some more water. I got to, you know, the baby needs this and I got to run to the car. I got to run to the store. You know, you take for granted people that can't do those things that would not complain if they could now run down the steps or run to the mailbox or, and it doesn't necessarily have to be because they're in a wheelchair. Like they could, they could be fat, right? Or they could be old or they could have arthritis. Like it doesn't have to be something that is as defining, I guess, as being in a wheelchair, but like, you just, you don't think about those things when you're busy complaining about your mess. Mm -hmm. You don't think about the, the things that other people have to endure that, you know, you're little because I'm tired and I worked all day. Like, <laughs> you have an option, right? You have the choice to do X, Y, Z. It's like, how do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, I guess then and now and like going on, do you have self-care tactics? Like, what do you do? Um, okay. Well, I think the, okay. <laughs> you say, sorry, loaded. Okay. Well, I'll say this. Um, I think it was a little unconventional for me because early on from the getting injured early on, I didn't have too hard of a time coping like with the loss of my physical state. Mm -hmm. It was kind of strange. Um, I had a, I had a much harder time dealing with the loss of my career. Like, okay. I, you know, my, I was a chef and I loved that shit. It's, 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 it can be a very terrible profession for a woman. Like it's, it's dirty, it's hot, it's dangerous, it's oppressive. And I loved every bit of it. You know what I mean? Oppress me. I love, cause I love it. Like bring it, like I love it. And right. I couldn't do it in any way. People talking about, oh, right. Recipes and whatever people were, I was not about it. And there was no way I could, and I loved it. I loved it so much. Right. And I couldn't see a future in any way. Right. That was part um, of your identity. Right. And I, I don't, and I, right. Exactly. Um, I think, um, I, I took the, the physical thing more like, okay, well, this is my, this is my cross to bear in, in this way. I think I, 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 you know, I, in hindsight, I realized I grew up watching my sister battle brain cancer from early, from like 13 early. And it made me also very aware of other people's issues you know right. this person you know like you say somebody can have their diabetes somebody can have their somebody i'm not gonna name a bunch of other people stuff yeah. but everybody has it made me open my eyes so i'm like oh okay this is my thing okay i'm gonna move on with this and then i'm like wait i can't move on with what i love and i also got very blessed that i have 
I mean, my support system, I don't take the credit for being able to move on quickly. My support system, I mean, made a nest for me and continues to. So I got blessed that when I was in that nursing home, I just happened to run into some people um, that were holding a support group. And it was a support group for men, but I'm nosy and I'm rowdy. So I'm like, what's this? What's going on? What are y'all doing? What's going on? What are y'all from? What you got? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so these were people that were a part of um, the, uh, what's well, called United Spinal, uh, the New York chapter of United Spinal Association. Okay. And so they have, which now I'm a board member on that, on that association, of that association. And basically what they do is everything here in the city. It's a, it's a, a beautiful network of people and um, they hold support groups. Um, they hold, um, the biggest thing that they do is they have a grant program. And so they offer personal grants and professional grants to organizations for people who need all kinds of help. If you need like assistive technology, if you need like reasonable accommodations, if you mm -hmm, have like mm -hmm. anything, anything that you could possibly need. And that's so, could you imagine, you know, if you need a rent to get into your crib, if you need your, your bathroom revamped, cause you can't get into your tub, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's amazing stuff. They, they hook you up. The, uh, another thing that me, I knew it was just kismet. When I was in Philly, <clears throat> my therapist sent a woman to speak to me. Okay. And this changed a lot for me. And she served as my mentor. Um, and I remember, I remember I was in this room. I was fucked up. I didn't know how I was going to do anything. And this woman rolled into my room and it was the first time I saw she was beautiful. She was well put together, well-dressed, you know, accessorized and smart. She had a career. She was an artist. She was married with kids. I was like, oh, these exist? <laughs> what, you mean I don't got to be old and ugly and frumpy? <laughs> like, what? It like, it just, every, it just like the yeah. window just got cleaned. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, so when I met these people and they were like, we have a mentorship program, we mentor newly injured people. I was like, I put it together. Like, that's what that woman did. Yeah. That's what she, that's what she did. It, yeah. They didn't have a formal mentorship program. My, my therapist was just the shit. Yeah. And she, and she was, was like, she needs to see that this isn't the end. Yeah. Yeah. I still talk to that woman because she changed my life. Both of them, my therapist and that, that woman for real. Yeah, it, it, isn't it amazing when you meet those people? When you meet the people I have, um, she would be like, I didn't change your life, but you didn't follow any of the things I told you, <laughs> but you didn't do anything. You don't know. I took 3%. However, you don't know what that 3% did for me. Okay? You motivated me to find my own journey. I thought exactly. I wanted to but it exactly. wasn't yours, it was mine. Um, but I still remember her. Like, I remember her name, Dr. Lightfoot. Like, I remember her. I remember her name. I remember where we met, where we talked. Like, I remember, I remember, and, and I love much like you, I'm like, she changed my viewpoint on life and on like career and education. It's amazing when you meet those people and they are able to like shift things for you in that way. It's, a, it's amazing what it is. So that mentorship program changed a lot. I still do, the, well, we can't do the, the mentoring right now because you can't go into hospitals, but right. you know, they match us with the appropriate people when they're newly injured and you go and you talk to people and build relationships with people. And that's beautiful. And another... I mean, massive thing that really changed my life, which they do is the life challenge program. So they set up all of these trips and programs of kind of like these extreme sports, basically. Okay. 
And the goal is to show you that if you can do that, because at the time you're like, how am I going to work? What work? You don't see people doing shit. You You know what I mean? You can't see past today. Right. Yeah. So it kind of showed you, look, if you can jump out of a plane and survive, you can do anything. And that's a fact. And so I think that was my first trip and they do skiing. We done skiing, we done kayaking, we do parasailing, done all of it. But I started with skydiving. Because you know. Okay. I'm a sensible woman like that. (laughs) That makes sense. And I tell you, it really, you don't understand that it's really going to serve that purpose. But it truly did. Because I wasn't traveling and going all these countries and doing all that stuff before then. But it really was like, I did that. What? Your girl. And you know, I will say, I think that that is. That speaks volumes, whether you're in a wheelchair or not, right? Because I think anybody that's going through something, you cannot see past the end of the week. Like you cannot see. And it it doesn't matter. I mean, I am not minimizing your journey. Like you have had a tremendous change and like impact, but even someone that's going through a divorce or someone that's going through financial issues or somebody that's going through a breakup or they just lost their job, like mentally you are um, confined in the same way. You're Mm -hmm. like, yo, I've been with this person for, when I was married, we were getting divorced. We were together for 12 years, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even though I wanted the divorce, I could not see what my life looked like from yeah. there, right? Because yeah. even even though I wanted the divorce, this had been 12 years and two and a half kids in my life. You probably be like half. Well, Michael wasn't his, but you know, at that point he was. Anyway, he's yeah, a half yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. But I could not see past that. So like I think even that little tidbit is so valuable. Like just go do something. Find yes. something that you're not sure you can overcome. Yes. And just do it. Because yes. if you can do that, like you can pick up your heart and keep it moving. You can pick yes. up your whatever and, and move on. Um, and that's why I travel. Actually, that's why that started, actually, because I was in the nursing home mm-hmm. and the anniversary of my accident was coming up. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to just throw a party that year, right? Threw a party. Because yeah, Queen told me you got to celebrate every year. That's how, and right. So then the next year I was out and I was like, what are we going to do? And God bless my friends. God bless my circle i'm telling you it's my support system i was like i want to do something da, 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 da. and i always wanted to go to california starting with california i always wanted to go to california I'm like, boo-hoo. and then they're like well let's go we'll take care of you we'll take care of you and we fucking did it we did it <laughs> so and let me then, ask you what is taking care of you entail so do you have round the clock care I do. I have 24 hour care. That's another thing that's different. That's why if you listen, I have total power envy. It's so bad. They know it. They know it in my circle. You know, I have a big, I'm big in this community. Like, you know, I have a big community of people and they know, like, we are not the same. Don't start with me. Like, it's a thing. Cause for instance, (laughs) you know, parents have like full, like, I don't have violence up here. I don't have control up here. I can't work my fingers. Like I couldn't, braid my hair if I wanted to little thing okay but the okay. thing is if people look at us in in just sitting together we're like oh okay they're all they're all, they're all in wheelchairs they're all the same ah mm-hmm. 
they can a person a paraplegic right that has a lower their own wheelchair they can move their own wheelchair they can transfer themselves in bed they can dress themselves they can cook you know what i mean it's real different why did i bring that up (laughs) i was asking what round the clock care looked like there we go that's the thing there you go just because i'm mad that's why i brought it up that's okay i see i see i see i had to bring you back to the light it's okay thank you no so that's a thing uh somebody who's a lower level injury like a paraplegic would not get approved for around the clock care right Right. they might just need hours to figure it out right because they can do so much more for themselves So somebody like me, I mean, I've heard of these magical unicorn quadriplegics that can dress themselves and do, you know, hang from ceilings and stuff. I don't know about that life. Okay. Okay. So, okay. People have to help me to wash myself. People have to help me to dress myself. People have to help me to get in the chair. Somebody has to put my damn shoes on. You know, I could, you know, help to, here's, okay. here's my logic. Okay. In therapy, they try and tell you, oh, you can, you can, you know, you have all these extra tools and gadgets that you might be able to use to help to button a, a shirt and it's going to take you about 15 minutes. Listen now. Okay. <laughs> Is independence taking three and four hours to do something yourself? Okay. Or taking half an hour and having someone help you do it and just swallow your goddamn pride. You understand? That's how I see it. This is my opinion, people. Yeah. That's how I see it. It doesn't feel great. I don't want to feel like a damn baby and like I need somebody to help me do everything, but I also want to get to where the hell I'm going. You know <laughs> I got something mean? else I could do with these other 13 minutes. Like button his shirt and let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like let's let's get it moving. And it's, you know, if people knew that the really the hardest part about this is having to micromanage adults 24 hours a day, it's right. not easy. And I am so grateful. I am so grateful that I get the help. I'm so grateful that I have insurance that allows me to get that help. Let's not get that twisted, but it's not easy. And you have to have, you know, not strangers at this, you know, you build relationships. So you have to have people in your house all the time. I feel bad for people who aren't completely lucid and people take advantage of that. Like it's, it's a lot to deal with, but yeah, I get 24 Okay, So yeah, somebody has to help me with the dressing. People have to help me with my hair because you know, I don't wake up like this, but. Well, honey, it's cute, okay? Because yes. let's just be I clear, try. you know. I try. And now I'm gonna be like, I gotta do many things for you. <laughs> 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 so dating, like, so are you date, like what's your relationship status today? We just gonna talk about this right right now at 1016. What is it right this second? <laughs> it's, um. It's complicated. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We can live it. You know, tell me what dating looks like. So we, you know, we'll we'll move a little risque in a minute. But like, what is regular dating like? Okay, this is okay. Okay, come on, girl. I'm like, I didn't date my. So like, in the same way that there is a black people meet or. Oh, white people yeah. love Jesus. Like, is there uh-huh. a, oh, yeah. you know, we it's are, real. Is, is there a, uh-huh. um, people in wheelchair? I got you. Okay. They left. So. Okay, thank you. Because you, I was scrambling. It's cool. I got I you. Scrambling. So here, here's the thing, right? So I know that there are people out there who are like, you know, they wouldn't take a second look um, or whatever. I mean, I don't know about that life, but I know there's people like that. There are also people, and it's a concern that kind of fetishize people in my situation. Uh-huh. Well, okay, right? we're gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of people who are looking like, hmm, wheelchair pussy, never had that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right? So then right. you just go. So does that look like you just go on regular sites, but you just inform people that you're in a wheelchair? Because my other forum, like, like my picture, I'm up there full in my glory. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, because my thought is that just because I'm in a wheelchair doesn't mean I want to do it in a wheelchair. I mean, maybe, but who's going to do the lifting? You'd be surprised. I, mean, I told you. I, listen, I just meant if we was both in a wheelchair. I, I didn't mean like. I told you Paris can do a lot, right? You did. Yeah. So, okay. So, all right. Okay. So, so sex. I don't discriminate. Okay. You shouldn't. That, that, I agree with that. Listen. I just hate dating. Dating is whack. Like, oh, dating is dating trash. itself is trash. Like, I just hate dating. I do not discriminate where dating is concerned, but I just hate dating. That doesn't mean dating you still can't get the sex done. I mean, dating is trash. Like that, this is this is very true. So, all right. So we talked about like. So do you not have any feeling from the weight shoulders down? Well, like, how does that work? Okay. So here's the interesting thing. So it can go in a couple directions. Okay. So for some people, they can completely like lose feeling and you don't have feeling. And then for other people, so you can go hyposensitive okay. or you can go hypersensitive. Okay. And you have, you feel everything. So I'm in the hypersensitive category. And so, for some people, it's like, oh, that's great. You can feel down there and I can't feel down there. But the other part of it is I have a lot of nerve pain issues that are attached to that. Okay. You know what I mean? So I can feel down there and I, okay, that's great on one end, but like my legs are always on fire too. You know what I mean? Ah. Like my, I, my butt, I have like nerve pain in my butt because I'm always sitting on it. Like, you know, like I have nerve pain everywhere. It's crazy. So do you like take meds? So do you just have nerve? Is the nerve pain no matter what was a nerve pain when we getting it in? Like which? It's no, you know, it's crazy. I was just talking about this. This is a lot. But um, the nerve pain is all the time, right? Okay. And for years so i'm having a recent new issue <laughs> okay you know we don't have to you know we don't talk about it if you don't want to no it's fine i don't care okay all right well that's all right so the majority of my sexual career post-injury okay. was had on pain meds right because i've been okay. prescribed pain meds for for the nerve pain for the nerve pain for okay. all this and so like recently i stopped the payments i just i didn't want to be on them anymore okay i just wanted to find a, a different solution okay. i've been doing all these natural things but now i'm feeling everything i didn't even realize how bad it was you know what exactly. i'm saying so i can't get it in the way i used to okay. you know what i mean yeah to tone this thing on down <laughs> okay. and that's not a favorite of dudes no yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I right. need more of a therapeutic situation. I got right it. I got, I got it. I got it. So does then, that like, right. So, so in the whole, like we getting it in. So because you don't have feeling in your legs, like I would imagine that that would make things fun. Like you could. That's the thing. And guys are like, oh, you's a rag though. I'm about to throw this at your rag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Let's just wrap this around the ceiling fan. Yes. going to tie around the TV. And then Which just... normally is cool with me too. Like, it's fine. But like I said, now I'm like, eh. like just, if you could just lay them down like regularly, that would be great. You could just lay them flat. It's really, it's, it's become, 
it's become a major, major issue. And you know, another thing that I want to talk about, and it's a damn epidemic. This is my epidemic. Okay. I love myself before anybody else. Okay. And so I am a woman that I believe so strongly in safe sex and I have to take care of myself. Yes. I will not sleep with anyone that doesn't get tested, right? And we're not talking about COVID in this moment. We're, we're talking about like, okay. Girl. We're talking about stuff they could give you. Talking about the herb. We talking okay. about the hiv. We talking okay. about the fifth. I got it. I got it. You know what I mean? I don't want nothing else that, that you did. Don't leave nothing Thank behind. you. Like, okay. and if it can be avoided. But, right. you know, when you're talking about primarily casual situations, like people ain't trying to hear that. Like, you ain't my girl and you ain't trying to fuck wrong. Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing that? You know what I mean? And I am at a, a physical disadvantage and, and people can fetishize me and they can do whatever if they want to. You know what I mean? Right. And it, that is very difficult. That's a very, very difficult thing. And that's a problem because it lets me know that people are out here being flagrant. Y'all are being flagrant out here. Stop it. Stop so- it. What do you do? Well, so first of all, so do you have, so obviously you have an attendant yeah, that's there with you all the time. So yeah. when it's like go time, do they just like go downstairs? Like, what, do you be like, I'm having company. Stay your ass over there. But guess what? I don't, if it's not somebody that like, I, like I've been fucking with and that like, I feel like I can trust, I don't have them leave the house and I give them a safe word just in case. The attendant. Like, bust down the door if you hear me say this. Right. Not if you hear that, but if you hear this, <laughs> right? Not that word, but but yeah. this word right here. Because you never know. Here. Like I don't play. Like the shit is real. Like the news is real. Like no, yeah. Yeah. I don't play. I don't. People are really... weird. And you know, and like my situation, people. I know that people really look at me like, mm. you know what I mean? Like she cute. I could tie her leg to the ceiling. She right. Came you never that. know. You never know. You never know. And so, yeah, like you're saying, so there, so there's a community of people called devotees, right? They call them devotees. People who have, yeah, people who have like a fetish, like an obsession with like dealing with like people in wheelchairs. That's kind of like people who are like, I want a midget. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I ran into like two. Mm-hmm. well so the thing is like and it, I, I'm laughing because I've seen so many memes where they like you know they're bigger pe- bigger girls and they like you know people be like you're pretty for a big girl and they're like I said I was big I said I was ugly like, right like, yeah they're not yeah. one in the same let's be clear yeah um, you know because I was about to be like well that I believe that nap because you're gorgeous like you're gorgeous but I don't oh, being in a wheelchair and being gorgeous trying to get like, like you Honey, don't don't be like your girl. We talk about that off air. Just don't don't be like me. Um, <laughs> you know, so I would imagine like finding someone would be you know easy. But I feel like dating and like even if both your legs work, dating ain't easy. All that means you could do is using to kick them kick them out. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, um, facts, facts. It's just not easy. No, not at all. So, not what is a typical day for you like? typical day for me Mm -hmm. um it depends um let me see well I'll tell you I'll tell you about the day I'm proudest of (laughs) okay okay we can leave that moment that's cool 
<laughs> so look, I'll give you my Wednesdays. So Wednesdays, um, well, I don't sleep much. I don't sleep much. Probably it's really like bad. Like I'll usually get to sleep somewhere between like four and six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I'll wake up like around nine and procrastinate for a little while. Yeah. And then I'll start to get ready. So my morning routine takes me... My morning routine takes me like two to three hours, really, um, consistently. And so then I'll have my breakfast. And then I have my women's group. So I run a women's group for women with spinal cord injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were based out of New York, out of Mount Sinai Hospital. And now we get to do it on Zoom, which is really great because we can do it. Like everyone can take part. It don't right. have to they be can just show up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so great. Yeah. So we do that and that takes about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And then I try and fit a workout in, which has also been great that we can do it virtually. Like YouTube has so many workouts for people in wheelchairs, like so great. Like it's been so great. Oh my God. Cause I used to go to, um, this gym in Harlem. Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine that has a nonprofit for people with spinal cord injuries, he opened this gym that was just specifically only for wheelchair users right so everything was like low to the ground all of the equipment all of the trainers was trained specifically all of the classes it was yeah. fantastic but of course the pandemic shut that down right so yeah try and fit that in and then later on um wednesdays i always have a board meeting again for the spinal cord injury association mm-hmm. new york which is fantastic yeah you're kind of the shit I mean, you know, go ahead, keep going. But I just went right there at about 2.30 on Wednesdays. No, you you kind of doing it a little bit. But okay, go ahead, keep going. I got to give you the information too. So if anybody's interested, you know what I mean? So I was going to ask you when we finish, wrap up, like, please send me any information, any resources. Um, I always try to post those things, like when I post the, the episode, so that people, if they need the resources or maybe they know somebody that does, or even if they don't need the resources today, like you don't know yeah. what tomorrow yeah. holds, yeah. and you might need the resources tomorrow. And so, um, yeah, definitely send them to me, and I'll I'll post them. I will. Kind of shit. Now, where are we going next? Where's travel? So I'm trying to do I. I'm trying to do Hawaii for my anniversary this year. Okay, and it's when? When was your accident? July 28th. July. Okay. July 28th trying to do that and then um i'm gonna do a uh, dominican republic in um december with wheezy okay she um, had not told me but i'm gonna probably crash that's okay go ahead oh my god that'll be fantastic my age just built a house over there so we stay at her crib so it's lit we got a spot it is all about who you know i swear it's all about who you know it's lit and it's all accessible and everything for me so it's not even a problem it's lit Mm-hmm. um so when you yeah. travel do your aides go or do your like are your are the things that need to be done things that your friends can do because I know Koya has told me before that y'all have been somewhere and she's like I got it yeah like, yo it's amazing I've been really 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 blessed because you know everybody you know everybody wouldn't do that everybody wouldn't sign up to do that and it's taking weasy some time to get acclimated you know but it's she does it for the love for real because she don't do it because she wants to I've had other friends it's like oh yeah I'm with it was just like, oh, <laughs> oh turn around. You know what I mean? <laughs> but she does it for the love, man. That girl, I love that girl. She does it for Listen, the love. Listen, I know because I have said so many times, like, I ain't nobody's nurse. Like, 
I yeah. tell my mama, like, I love you, but look now. Yeah, keep it's it, not easy. Keep it together. I try to, you know, I try to make it easy. I try, you know, I'm trying my best now, you know, if I, if I, if I can and I can afford it, like to bring in an aid with me and a friend, you know, so yeah. it's like two people, because I don't want the friend to get gassed out either. Right. You know, I want to make it enjoyable. So before we wrap up, um, what are, so first I'll ask for the like, the wheelchair part. What is something you would want people to know, like to come away from this, having heard and like, know whether it's, you know, to dispel a stigmatism or a rumor or like, what would you want people to know outside of like, stop calling people disabled, but like, you know, what would you want people to know? I mean, I've already learned a lot just in this time um, about, and not that, you know, what's funny is that I didn't go into this conversation thinking that I thought, how can I explain it? I didn't come into the conversation thinking that I had like ingrained stigmatisms about what being a paraplegic or a quadriplegic looked like, right? Mm-hmm. But in listening to you talk, I think that I did have an idea in my mind about things they could and couldn't do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like not in a way that made, um, not in a way that made me treat them differently or feel differently, right? It ain't never like so so it's never been like it's it never would have been like, well, I don't want that to go. She ain't gonna be able to do stuff. But yeah. in listening to you talk, I've had moments where I was like, oh, oh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> okay. Like even you talking about going to the gym, like I never, that's not something that would have crossed my mind if somebody had to say, what do you think her daily routine is like? The gym wouldn't have been nowhere up in there. Right. I right. mean, but that's also because like all my stuff work and the gym really ain't nowhere up in here. It should be, but it ain't. But you know, so that's not really a judgment on you. I'm just Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, I get that. You know, but like listening to you. So I've learned a lot just in this time about you know things that I had, things that I thought that I didn't even realize that I thought until you said them. And I was like, oh, I thought differently about that. Um, so what is something that you would want people to like come away being like, oh, okay. Let me think. Okay. Um I think, well, I think, okay, I think the main assumption, I think, is that I would want people to realize that if you see a paralyzed person, and I'm speaking specifically for people with spinal cord injury, because that's, you know, what I can speak on, is you have to know that it's much more than your legs don't work. I think that's the main thing that people think your legs don't work. Like there is a gang more of function that gets lost. Like my lungs are affected, my bladder's affected, my intestines really? are affected. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Like, you know, um, pe- most people with spinal cord injuries like need catheters to urinate, like need special things to be able to like have a bowel movement, like are dying in nerve pain. That's paraplegics and quadriplegics, most of them. Like. I, I, oh my God, the, the issues with like the sores, like, and, and it runs the gamut, whether you're a quadriplegic or a paraplegic, you know what I mean? So like, I joke about like having my envy, but we all have a lot of the same issues and pains. And that's why I, I'm able to love my entire community and work for my entire community because it's really not a game. So when you see a person with a spinal cord injury that I can speak on, it's way more than just your legs don't work. So that's the biggest thing. Also just today, 
you know, I'm sitting on my little perch outside on the sidewalk tanning like I like to do. Right. Like an old lady. Yes. I love it. You Come know? on, golden girl. That's all right. Come on. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, doing my thing and like clockwork, this guy passes by. I'm minding my damn business as everyone should. <sighs> this guy passes by and just like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, what happened? What? I'm looking around me, what happened? He's like, what happened to you? What? What happened? Nothing. What happened to me? He's pointing to the wheelchair. What? What happened? Why are you in the wheelchair? I'm like, uh, because it's easier than dragging myself around on the floor. Like, <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> so that actually brings me to a question before my next question. What can people who like just don't know, right? What can they, what can we do to be helpful and not offensive? Like my, I think probably what a lot of people would do is make assumptions about what someone in a wheelchair may or may not be able to do, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't know the way to not be offensive, right? Mm -hmm. And you have people that like, the only thing they know to do is stare. And you're like, if you don't stop staring at me, it's going to be, I'm going to get up out the wheelchair. It's going to be a fight. <laughs> Either ask or speak or move on. You know what I'm saying? Miracle ass in here. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so like, what can people do to like, Okay, well, here's the thing. I think, first of all, I think asking somebody what happened or why they're in a wheelchair is not trying to be helpful as being nosy because I'm not asking you what made you so dumb. You know what I mean? Right, like, it's not, right, 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 right. It's not helpful. It's right. you being nosy. Because right. you can have diabetes or cancer and I can't see that and ask you what happened to you or ask you why you got beat so hard as a child, why your parents alcohol. Okay, I'm getting mad. Anyway. Okay, that's okay. Come back. Come back from the light. Back and back. Leave me to the light. <laughs> I reply. Okay, so... There's a lot of times when I'm in a store or something and I'm trying to reach for something. You can see that I need help. And somebody's like, oh, can I help you with something? Okay. That's it. If you see that somebody's in the way, somebody can talk like, oh, uh, she needs to get through here, like move out of her way. That's it. If you can outwardly see, like I dropped my phone today and I shattered the shit. <laughs> listen, them phones, listen. Whew. So your whole life, that? you was like, oh, oh. I'm so mad. But listen, mad. Lana's phone was glitching the other day. You know what she told me? She said, mommy, I thought somebody was going to think something happened to me. I said, well, what? Well, I mean, if I hadn't responded in a couple of hours, ah! people ah! would have to know what was wrong and something might have happened to me. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that, mm, we need to get that fixed. Don't look, don't put that on your face. Talk to everybody on speakerphone. From I, girl, you got me so mad <laughs> everybody in my conversations now so Sorry. yes okay so so, so if, if you outwardly see, see that someone right. needs help ask if they need help but if somebody is just sitting there don't make it seem now you're making it seem like they are helpless all right okay that's the difference okay all right that's fair so the last question i have okay boo. is what would you like um to like your life to look like in let's say five years. Five years. Yeah, or three years, like just not today. I would like to, oof, gosh, in three years. In three years, 
I would like to have um, a bigger apartment here in the city. Okay. I would like to have secured funding to grow my women's group and do what I want with it. Mm-hmm. I would like to have invested in some real estate in another city in the South that I can vacation in at will. And you can it. always come to North Carolina. So, okay. I mean, that, that, that don't really say the same as you like owning the property, but you can always come. Okay, carry on. Okay. Listen, I have people that can attest to when you write that check, be ready. They will tell you that I'm like, please come. Be ready, Obi. Be ready. Is your place accessible? It's not, but no. See, talking shit. Look at you. Right. But I mean, I'm honest. I mean, I will do what I can. Guess what though? I I I will bring a portable ramp. I'm the one. I'm the one. Listen, don't do it. I mean, I can get you in here. I don't like you ain't got to go up no, this is not Brooklyn. Like, you don't have to go up no steps. You just come to the front door and roll on in the front door. Like, it's not accessible, but I don't really know what that means. So, I got you. Are you going to be here? Listen, you're going to have a podcast and I'm going to be in the shot like, eh, <laughs> what do you do it? Listen. Watch. Okay. So, property Watch. in the South. What else? Do you want to have children? Is that even on the table? No, it's never been. Never, so prior to your accident, you didn't yeah. want to have to. Okay. No, it's never been a thing. Okay. I've never been one for marriage. I don't really believe in the institution. Um, right. And I've never been one for kids. I love kids. But um, honestly, I think my parents uh, spoiled me. <laughs> I, I think they set the standard too high. Um, you know, they're too amazing. And I watched them and I'm like, is this what parenting is? Because I am not here for this. Like, <laughs> I'm just not here for this. I'm not. Yeah, you the answer is yes, and you're not here for it. I'm not. Okay, I'm just damn. like you know. I think, I'm. You know, I can't talk about what anyone else does. I'm just like, if I can't give this much of myself and be this dedicated and ready for life, because people think you know you're gonna have a child or a baby, you have a whole ass adult, okay? And I'm not. I just God bless them. I love my niece and nephew. I love my godchildren, and I'm gonna keep it there. And when Nisi has kids, she are she's already ready to. You are the forever babysitter, and I'm here for it. Right. You know, and that's that's it. You know, God bless. Well, let me just tell you that I loved you before, right? Even just from our like, hey, she's on Facetime over here, and you're on Facetime over eh, there. Eh, eh, like, eh, eh. <laughs> you already know. You already know the feeling before. is mutual. Um, I, you know, I. I thank you for, first of all, being willing because everybody ain't willing, right? Everybody got a journey, but everybody ain't willing to share it. Um, I thank you for being flexible because my life is a shit show most days. Um, Anytime. I I thank you for being you, Matt. Like some of the things (laughs) that you said today about, you know, how you are pouring into other people, how, you know, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that you are probably who someone else is saying, I met this girl and she showed up and she was gorgeous and she was doing these things. She changed my life. And so they may never tell you that, right? They may never share that piece with you. I never got a chance to tell Dr. Lightfoot that that's what she did for me because by the time I realized she had done that for me, she had moved to Atlanta to go to some place mm-hmm. to, to, to um, teach at some other college. Her husband got a job in Georgia and she moved away. Okay. So I never got a chance to tell her, but like I talk about her all the time, right? And so 
some people may not ever get a chance to tell you that. Um, and so from the outside looking in for somebody who has not yet and hopefully won't like need those services, um, I commend you for the work you're doing with other people, um, the way that you are pouring into them. Like you are gorgeous, um, whether your hair is blown out or short or curly. I'm still scared to get a Dominican blowout. I mean, Girl, when you come to New York, we're doing it. And I'm waiting for you to come. I'm coming. Because you will we'll stay here. You have the coming. invite to be here on my couch. But, you know. That's okay. It's a pullout. So, <laughs> that's okay. Is it accessible? Like, yeah. <laughs> that is yes. what's really important. So I just want to tell you that I love you. And that I, I think you're you, amazing. Baby. And that um, send me the resources. Yes, I will. Um, you already sent me the pictures, so send me the resources. And I will. We'll definitely be, I'm about to hang up and text play right now and be like, why didn't you tell me we was going to Dominican Republic? We out. I, I want you to come. We Don't out. Don't worry. I was coming anyway. I mean, I mean, I was coming anyway after this. So now I'm coming. We out. Ready. So I will talk to you soon. I love you. I love you, Ovi. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, I'm really, actually really proud of you. I'm very impressed you're doing it, but it's not surprising, but keep doing what you're doing too. The community needs it.